This is Bigger Pockets Daily, where I read evergreen articles on real estate investing so you can still learn while you're on the go. If you just found the show on this Wednesday, welcome. And please tap the subscribe button so you'll get these automatically delivered to you every day, including weekends. We know you've heard it before. Cash flow is getting very hard to find. There's always long distance investing, but you may be thinking, I don't have a team, enough experience, or the market knowledge to get in. That's where you're wrong. And it's also where Rent to Retirement comes in. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest out of state with confidence. They've got single family, multifamily, new build, and syndication opportunities across multiple markets. They even have bird deals with immediate equity. Rent to Retirement helps investors learn how to build a bulletproof business plan with the best investment and tax strategies around to help you reach financial freedom through real estate. There's no excuse not to get started in real estate investing when you have the right team and systems already in place. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Managing your finances used to be a pain. It was either useless apps or overcomplicated spreadsheets. But now with Monarch Money, managing your money is easier than ever. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to set up, customize, and use. You can even collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor at no extra cost to get a joint view of all your finances. Customize your dashboard, notifications, and budgets with the tap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show right here will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash bigger. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash bigger for your extended 30-day free trial. Beyond Burr, Taking Advantage of the Arbitrage Opportunity in Real Estate by Andrew Sirios. Outside of perhaps David Green, I have been arguably the biggest proponents of buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat, otherwise known as the Burr Strategy. The Burr Strategy has been very good to me and many others. But alas, my dear friends, all good things must come to an end. 
Okay, the word end might be a bit hyperbolic here. The burst strategy is by no means completely over, and it will certainly come back in full force one day. No real estate market stays the same forever. That being said, the burst strategy is not the ideal way to invest in real estate at this particular time. And the reason for that is simple. There just isn't much out there. Unprecedented low levels of inventory. It's strange to think back to the beginning of the COVID pandemic when virtually everyone was screaming that the sky was falling and that the housing market would be doing a redux of 2008. Yeah, uh, about that, that is not what happened, obviously. Rather than the bottom falling out, the housing prices have skyrocketed during a nearly unprecedented nationwide lull in for-sale housing inventory. Back in April of last year, Jackson County, where our operation is based, had an unheard of 0.6 months of inventory. For reference, a balanced market that favors neither buyer nor seller typically has a full six months of inventory to offer buyers. And as late as December, the dial had barely moved, and only 0.8 months of inventory remained. That means that for every five properties sold in a month, only four remained on the market. The likelihood of getting a property under contract in less than 30 days is over 50%. For example, I was recently trying to buy a home to live in, and everything, and I mean everything, was getting multiple offers and going for over-asking. I'll remind you, I live in sleepy old Kansas City, Missouri. One home had 14 offers in its first week. Eventually, we were able to sneak through for only 15000 over-asking. I should consider myself lucky. In Washington, D.C., a home recently went for a cool million dollars over-asking. As did a house in San Francisco. And one in San Jose, too. <laughs> Meanwhile, home prices set records, as noted by Forbes. Home prices hit an all-time high of $359,975 in the four-week period ending November 21st. This was up 14% year-over-year, the largest increase since early September. Active listings fell 22% from 2020 and 41% from 2019. And the hits just keep on coming. 43% of homes sold above list price, up from 35% a year earlier and 21% in 2019. The average sale-to-list price ratio, which measures how close homes are selling to their asking prices, has declined just 0.1 points from 100.6% to (laughs) 100.5% over the past month. Given this information, it would seem rather obvious that it is not a particularly easy market for buyers. The challenge for Burr in this market. Please don't get me wrong. It is still possible to Burr out in this market. In other words, be all in for 75% of the market value of a property so you can refinance out all your investment. We have done so on several occasions recently, including a rather large portfolio. It's just quite a bit more difficult to find such deals. If you are actively marketing for leads, you will likely have to spend more on mailers and or SEO to find sellers motivated enough to sell to you at such prices. From the MLS and wholesalers, such deals are few and far between. To say the least. 
Indeed, there are very few REOs or people in foreclosure right now, as anyone who's behind on their mortgage can simply list their house for sale, and odds are, they will get a full-priced offer the same month. The same would go for an out-of-state landlord with a fixer. Thus, it's important to hit that 75% ARV on new purchases. Again, it's not impossible, but it's very hard to do so consistently at volume. So, if you demand only Burr deals, you will likely either be spending a lot in marketing dollars, which will make any extra profit on these investments a wash, or may find yourself sitting on the sidelines while twiddling your thumbs and waiting for the next crash. Speaking of which, I should probably address why twiddling the thumbs is not a recommendation I would make. Why the market is unlikely to crash. This qualifies as a prediction, so take it with a grain of salt. That said, it appears unlikely that the real estate market will crash in the near future. We may see a leveling off or even a minor correction due to affordability issues, but the dynamics of the economy overall don't look anything like they did in 2008. The first major thing to note is inflation. Right now, inflation stands at 7%, the highest it has been in decades. We'll return to this shortly. And even if the supply issues are resolved, this is unlikely to stop anytime soon, as an enormous amount of dollars have been added to the money supply by the Federal Reserve since the start of the pandemic in early 2020. All things being equal, more dollars in circulation makes for higher prices. As such, it would appear inflation is here to stay for the foreseeable future. During the last great inflation of the 1970s, house prices did not crash, but kept pace with inflation instead. Other than a brief dip when Paul Volcker jacked up interest rates in the early 80s to break the back of inflation, plus the United States is in the midst of a major housing shortage that didn't exist in the 1970s or prior to the 2008 crash. According to Freddie Mac, there was about a 3.8 million shortfall in single-family houses necessary to meet demand last year. To give you an Economics 101 refresher, when demand exceeds supply, prices don't go down. Much of this problem came from banks and regulators getting excessively stingy with developers after the Great Recession. As I noted before, from 2000 to the end of 2007, Total housing starts were over 1 million each year and went over 2 million from 2004 to the crash. That was evidently too much. But even still, the numbers of starts cratered down to around 500,000 and only slowly increased from there. The number didn't even cross over a million per year until the beginning of 2020. Then COVID-19 hit and the numbers of starts crashed again. And while many lenders, most notably FHA lenders, are still only requiring very low down payments, the days of the stated income approval, teaser rates, and ninja loans are mostly in the past. It's possible that Jerome Powell will find his inner Paul Volcker and the resulting increase in interest rates will cause real estate prices to stumble or that a general recession could pull real estate down. But as of right now, it certainly looks like a crash is unlikely. Moving beyond Burr. So, we find ourselves in a bind. If the market is unlikely to crash and Burr is a much more difficult model than it once was, what are buy and hold investors to do? First of all, it's certainly worth considering refinancing any old higher interest debt you may have. Of course, if you pull money out, it's not a good idea to simply hold it. 
as that money will likely depreciate in value rather quickly. So it's still worth investing, and there are many other options available, from syndicating apartments to build-to-rent or ADUs, or focusing on Airbnb properties, or any other type of property outside of Burr. The key is to think in terms of arbitraging money. As I mentioned before, inflation is at 7% right now, and by some estimates, even more. Yet interest rates are in the threes and fours. My home loan was just 3%. We're getting investment loans at around 4.25%. According to NerdWallet, the average interest rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage was a mere 3.559%. On a 15-year loan, the rate drops to just 2.659%. Needless to say, those rates are absurd. Inflation should not be higher than the interest rate you can get on a house. Such a situation, assuming it continues, means that by borrowing money, you are effectively making money as the amount you are paying is less than the rate at which the dollar is depreciating. On my home loan, I am basically arbitraging a 3% payment with a dollar that is going down in value at a rate of 7% per year. And that doesn't even account for all the other benefits of real estate ownership, such as principal paydown and the depreciation write-off. Of course, inflation might abate some, but with all of the money that has been printed recently, it's hard to see a major change coming. Right now, the big opportunity is to lock in extremely cheap loans. Go for the fixed rate loans, though. I would avoid adjustable rate mortgages, and the longer a fixed period I could get, the better. It's hard to imagine this state of affairs can continue much longer. I would still not settle for buying at market rates, though. I would always look for at least some sort of discount. A much smaller discount would suffice, however, if I could get in with long-term debt immediately on a property that cash flows well. In other words, can ride out a short-term storm in case there is a recession. Final thoughts on moving beyond Burr. This is a great time to get a house hack or buy a fourplex and live in one unit while renting out the other units. Or you might want to partner with someone to buy a small apartment or use a part of those savings sitting in a CD earning 0.2% as a down payment. Be creative. After all, taking advantage of the ridiculous financing options that are available right now is the way to go. Just make sure to get fixed loans on assets that will cash flow. You made it through another episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. Did you learn something new? If you still have questions about this subject, jump onto the forums at biggerpockets.com slash forum. It's like being at a 24-7 networking event without the business cards and awkward small talk. Otherwise, you know the drill. We'll have another episode waiting for you in the morning.